This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats here on Pulse 95. Now, in just a moment, we are going to be joined by Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. They are back talking all things health and fitness. Today, we're looking at uh, something that's become a bit of a buzzword. And that is biohacks from things like bulletproof coffee to deep cold to deep breathing um, and all kinds of other crazy things. We explore those practices that some say they can give you superhuman health and even prolong life. What are biohacks? Do they really work? Um, We're going to be putting those questions to them. Uh, And of course, we're going to be talking all things health and fitness too. A really interesting um, study that says getting 10 Yes, 10 servings of fruit and veg a day can boost your mood and emotional well-being as much as landing a new job. We're going to be asking them about that and a lot more. Make sure you text in your questions uh, for Mr. and Mrs. Muscle 4215 on uh, any uh, carrier, or otherwise, or you can get us on Insta message too. That's all coming up next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, it's Life Beats on Pulse 95. And we're about to head into biohacking with our favorite fitness couple. Hello and welcome, Mike and Viv. They are back. If I can get you, Mike. Yes. Hello. There you are. How are you? Very, very well. Good, thank you. How's your week been? Busy week as usual. <laughs> yes, hectic as Busy. always. Um, but of course, uh, we're going to be talking biohacks with the, the two of you in just a moment. Uh, but really interestingly, um, there's no shortage ever of interesting things that are happening in the news with regards to health and fitness. Of course, um, this week as well, we had um, we had World Cancer Day and a lot of talk about how much obesity uh, really influences uh, cancers, particularly for those who are younger and younger. So we're seeing cancers that would normally happen in people who were Much 60 older. plus uh, now happening to millennials yeah. um, because of things like obesity. We had um, a doctor as well who was uh, on the show, uh, uh, Dr. Adami, uh, who is a, 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 an oncologist who is a cancer surgeon. And he said the same thing. He said the biggest thing that people can do we're seeing obesity is a huge huge problem when it comes to cancer yeah and it's not just um cancer it's 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 a whole host of different diseases a whole host of um you know problems and it's all led by this new i wouldn't say new lifestyle but this inactive lifestyle that has been spread through things like uh technology us just getting lazier but um it's it just shows how important the connection between movement is to you know, curing or, or trying to prevent these diseases, which we'll be talking about um, a, bit, a bit later in the show. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a huge one. Uh, but this is really interesting, something that uh, caught my eye. Uh, you now need to eat 10 a day. We used to hear about five <laughs> a day when it comes to fruit and veg. Um, but uh, what we're looking at is eating 10 servings. Research is suggesting that filling up on apples, carrots, bananas uh, gives you... Uh, gives your mental health, in fact, a big boost. 
adding 10 additional portions of fruit and vegetable to your daily diet has the same effect on your emotional well-being as going from unemployment to having a job, which is huge, uh, according to this particular study. And if you suddenly cut fresh produce out of your diet, your mental health declines more than someone who's been widowed. This is amazing. I found that really interesting, um, that particular uh, subject. Well, that, that, that article, I found it really interesting because mm. I don't know where they picked the number 10. We usually had this general number where it was your, your portion of five, <laughs> and now they've doubled it. Is it a gimmick to say, hey, get that vegetable in or not? Um, but in terms of the mental boost, I definitely do agree. Uh, it's very important for those that wake up um, first thing in the morning to give your brain at least, I think it's something like 50 grams of glucose. Your brain needs glucose mm. to function for you to you know, wake up and be able to physically do something. So, you know, if you're measuring um, those kind of benefits, definitely you're going to get those, uh, you know, from your fruit and vegetables. You're going to get the nutrients you need to be able to function and give you that mental boost. Um, in terms of comparing how it feels from gang unemployed to employed, I'm not too sure about that. But I do agree. Get more fruit and vegetable in your diet, for sure. We're all eating a lot less. Uh, we've noticed that. Um, and As if you I, get busier, it gets yeah, harder. for sure. Yeah, doesn't it? Does. It, it yeah. really does. And you don't even realize it until it's too late and you're like, oh boy, <laughs> you've got to change it. And then you feel it. You feel it in your body. Yeah, you really do. And I think that's why they're saying that it, you can really feel the difference if you, you've been eating the, the fruits and veg and then when you take it out of your diet. Um, and yeah, so I've, I've actually personally felt that effect myself. And then when, I, when I'm eating really great, I feel amazing and then but there's always something in your mind like oh but I know I like this so I'm gonna have this and then sometimes if you're busy and you can get into a spiral it's really it's really difficult even the two of you get really busy even Mr and Mrs yeah. Muscle for sure get we, we, get, we get really busy and um you know bringing it back I think it's also lifestyle so if you if you look at food down here there's a lot of um whether it's hotels brunches all these lunches where you have so much choice of food around you so when you've got all your favorite foods you'll notice it happens to a lot of people hardly anyone goes to the salad bar and comes back with a plate full of salad you come back with all of the things like uh your, your starchy carbs your proteins a bit of the fats and you look at that's dessert that's if next. you go to the salad bar this is it that's if you <laughs> yeah. if you even make it you, there you don't make it there strategically generally. though there are some places we saw one yesterday where they placed the salad bar close to the dessert so uh -huh. that that has, an, that has a good effect it works it's like oh maybe i should get something green on my plate but um Again, we are looking at the lifestyle aspect here. Definitely obesity is on the up, especially in young, uh, younger children, in teens. Um, mm. The more needs to be done in terms of the education side uh, to kind of combat that, as opposed to just mm. saying, you know, you need to go out and exercise. So more, definitely more can be done from the education side. So um, this is um, the, this particular study that we're talking about is from the University of Leeds in the UK. Um, and so they talked about a portion uh, of fruit or veg about a cup, right? That's that's how much we uh, should be having. Yeah, we should be having in terms of one portion. That's one portion of raw vegetables and a half a cup of cooked vegetables as well. Um, and to determine the mental health uh, of their participants, they uh, completed a questionnaire all about happiness levels, self-worth self and anxiety, and they asked them how much they're having as well. So uh, their results revealed a person's mental health improves in proportion to the amount of fruit and vegetables that they eat each day, which is really in interesting because, you know, for a long time, uh, it exercise has been the thing that has been emphasized as if you want to feel good, exercise. Mm. But now we're finding as well fresh fruit and veg. Yep, yep, for sure. It's incredible. Again, and it's got, you know, 
I think what we should do is if you if you look at a child, if you look at a baby, for example, you know when they're really, really crying for food or crying for something. Um, you give it food, it stops crying. If it continues crying, you're like, okay, what do I need to check next? Usually you go and you think about the digestive side of things. They just need to kind of go to the toilet. And when they do, you see that big, bright smile. So again, when we when we think about things, is that the, the side effect of having more of those fruits and veg is yeah. an improved digestive system. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe these are parts of the research that they might not be, be saying and they're condensing everything, but it could be because your digestive system improved. So this is why you're, you're feeling happier. So many people talk about having IBS. Yes. as well right yeah. this is this feels like it's something that's more and more common and maybe this is just the answer but for sure um, yeah, it's just the type of foods that we're putting out in our bodies so obviously if you increase the foods that our body can actually process a lot easier then we're going to have a better time mm. and we're actually going to feel better i think a lot of people did veganuary as well I know we're, now we're into February, but, you know, that was a big thing. And um, I remember Emirates putting out that they had to, they were serving a lot more vegan um, and vegetarian options on the plane. Uh, so for people, so people are taking this to heart. It's a big mm. deal. Um, yeah, for We actually for went sure. to a restaurant the other day and they had like a special a vegan menu. It's it's just for the night only. Just yeah. for that night, yeah. It's so getting it's, much it's more growing. popular, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In terms of somehow finding those plant-based options making their way into our diets a lot more so it's an interesting discussion i don't think we've heard the last of it it's going to be something that continues uh but coming up next we're going to be talking biohacks what are they are they really new that's one thing uh, and do they really work um really interesting that's going to be next on life beats with mr and mrs muscle next this is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. It is Life Beats on Pulse 95 with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle talking biohacking today. What is biohacking? Well, um, some say that biohacking is the process of making changes to your lifestyle in order to hack your body's biology and feel your best. Uh, they say that you are what you eat. Well, actually, uh, it applies to humans in a broader sense. Everything we put into our bodies, food, thoughts, physical movement, everything affects the way that we behave. And by biohacking yourself, you can actually transform your body so that you feel more energized, more productive, and overall feel like the best possible version of yourself. Really? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I agree with a lot of aspects of biohacking. I don't necessarily think that the concept is new. I think it's something that um, the, the terminology behind it is more new. It's more of a buzzword. It's more come out. But um, biohacking focuses on every aspect of your life. And the focus is about connecting your brain to your body. Um, the approach that they want to use is more a systems-led approach, so kind of treating the body like a computer. So we're talking input methods and output methods. So, okay. for, for example, you input food and the output should be energy. You know, if you input exercise, the output should be, you know, your mood changes or the, your hormone profile goes up. Or, so, you know, as some burn. like, yeah, calorie burn. Or <laughs> as some like to say, you know, give you superhuman strength yes. or whatever it is. You know, the, you hear kind of, it's kind of extreme. It's gone to an extreme now rather than just feeling good. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be about uh, making you live longer, you know, mm -hmm. to, I mean, the guy who um, created Bulletproof Coffee, yep. um, he reckons that he's going to live to 180. Wow. Through biohacking. 
Um, so he's, I mean, he's kind of said to be the one who started it. Um, David Asprey, um, yeah. who created Bullet... Wasn't it just putting butter in coffee? Yeah, it was It yeah. was the idea of um, increasing your fats. It kind of was linked directly to the ketogenic style diet. Increasing your fats and, and putting butter or ghee into your coffee mm. uh, in the morning. Yeah. yeah uh, it's a tough one. So, you know, he's kind of like um, credited with this whole, this starting, I guess, the latest trend, because mm. this is not a new thing, in biohacking and, you know, through the Bulletproof Coffee and whatever else that he wants to do. Um, but what are the kind of ways that we're seeing people, how did it kind of start before in terms of biohacking? And what are we seeing now in terms of trends there? Um, in terms of how it started before, I mean, are we, are we, if we look at um, paying attention to the body, it's all about little things such as testing, like allergy tests or things like that. Like an allergy test has been around for God knows how long. And you test those, um, th those allergy tests gives you information back based on what you should be eating, what you can't eat, how you're going to react. We've basically kind of now coined this term of biohacking to put it more in our control because usually a test was going to be done in a traditional facility, which was a hospital. Mm. Um, you know, you had a set waiting period for that test to come back and, you know, there's your information. You now try and change your lifestyle based on that information. And those things were usually quite general. So I'll give you an example. Those people that suffer with asthma um, tend to have or most of the time tend to have a nut allergy um, or um, asthma being linked to eczema. So there's certain things you would kind of change your lifestyle about to manage these things. Mm. In terms of what we're seeing now and what's new, um, you've got things like EMS training. You've got cryotherapy. What's EMS? Um, it's like it's electro. I can't remember the term that it stands for. It's Electro electro muscle stimulation. Yeah, magnetic. No, no, muscle stimulation. Yeah, so it's, it's basically using um, electric stimulation around the muscles mm -hmm. for you to kind of engage as many of the large muscle groups as you can all at once. Um, so it's supposed to kind of be um, like a very quick, short, short way to get a workout. It's like an a, intense workout, basically. Mm. Um, you compact about 90 minutes of workout into about 20 minutes. How does that and work? They basically, they put... Um, patches on you to and um, it will send a signal to stimulate the muscle so you'll get like a fuzzy kind of electroshock kind of feeling and we've actually tried it yes um my experience of it was that the muscles that i had used the day before really got worked a lot more than my other muscles some muscles i didn't feel um that you know that were affected um but others it really killed them and I had to turn down the signal. But what about like the long-term um, effect or use of these kind of things? That, because these things are quite new, I don't know if that's actually been researched to its full extent. Mm. Um, obviously before releasing um, the, the, the product, releasing this stuff, uh, releasing this technology, people have used it. I mean, mm. it, it does work. There are people that swear by it. Me personally, I would never replace um, traditional exercise you know, the cardio benefits is very difficult to get a full yeah. kind of cardio session, proper cardio session, um, whilst being hooked up to all these electrodes that are then tied to a machine. Mm. And there's also the aspect of functionality, you know, functional movement, functional training. You know, how easy is it to do whilst you're hooked up to these particular things? So I, I think most of these kind of technologies have been created to kind of make things shorter, make things more convenient. And yeah, basically assist your living. And um, I think that it could be beneficial if for the fact that it increases the muscle contraction. Mm. So um, where you may not have that my muscle connection, it can help um, strengthen that muscle and improve it over time.
but I wouldn't like Mike said I wouldn't do it for every one of my workouts I would maybe include that at best once a month or once you know every so often. it is interesting it's yeah. interesting to see that um there are all kinds of uh, other biohacks that uh, we're going to get into in just a moment um rewilding yourself with nature getting wild again mm-hmm. what does that mean we're going to talk about that um breath using the power of breath using the power of the cold as well as a biohack we're going to be talking about that and more next on life beat on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast Life Beats Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. All right, we're coming back with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle talking about biohacking. Um, and actually, it's interesting because uh, there's all kinds of biohacks. It's a very general broad term, right? Um, there are biohacks that people uh, can do. There are ones that require a lot more technology and kind of crazy experiments and that kind of thing. And some people are really into that, which is great. But Viv and I agree that that's not really... Yeah, that's <laughs> nothing. That's <laughs> not our thing. <laughs> but let us know if maybe it's your thing. I don't know. Um, but an interesting one that um, I'm seeing here is about rewilding yourself with nature. Um, this is, again, from uh, Dave Asprey. Uh, the founder of the Bulletproof Coffee, he says that, um, you know, if you're looking at your little puppy dog, uh, they actually, they uh, come from wolves. You know, they're descendants Mm. of wolves. And he's talking about the way that we've domesticated dogs um, as pets and we've domesticated ourselves as well. So he's talking about, you know, going into the idea of food biohacking we should be really going into a kind of wild, really wild foods rather than just eating, you know, fruit and veg, the ordinary mm. fruit and veg that is available in the supermarket. Get out into nature and be part of nature and eat things um, like, for example, um, you know, those uh, mushrooms that are plucked from the ground, uh, sauerkraut covered in tiny microbes. Is that something that's advisable? Do you think? That's a, that is for sure a tough one. I, I can only imagine picking up the wrong mushroom. Like we, right. like, let's be real. This would you know? totally happen. And, and I know it would happen to me. I wouldn't know which one to choose. I picked the wrong one. And before you know it, I'll say to Viv, Viv, I took a million different trips. So um, no, is it advisable? I'm not too sure. The trips, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, um, because there, there is that kind of argument as well to say, you know, we were talking about uh, peanut allergies earlier yeah. and stopping little babies kind of from having them so early on is building up actually a resistance yeah. to um to those microbes that actually we need in our bodies mm-hmm. yeah no for, for sure and i mean look if, if we look at it from the different kind of categories um you, you've got so many different types of biohacking mm. the, the one that we're talking about now where we're talking about food comes under the category of something called neutro uh, sorry nutrigenomics um, there's other types such as do-it-yourself biology um, and then there's one called grinder and we'll try and cover all of those really quickly but you just mentioned something that sparked um, a memory when you talked about for example stopping kids from having certain foods very early on and then building a resistance um, it's the same with movement and mobility and we learned this recently didn't we um, about shoulder function and having shoulder dysfunction at a later stage is because and I don't want to I don't want to scare any parents out there that are using you know things like um what are they called oh, the, the baby bounces. yeah the baby bouncers and yeah. the walkers you're kind of changing the functionality of what your child was meant to do they should really be crawling to mm. develop Ooh. certain type of muscles and patterns yeah. Yeah. um and of, of movement 
So if you take wow. that away... I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting because I, I used baby walkers with my two girls. Yeah, so it's not... So it doesn't... All it does is it just changes that free range of functionality that they're supposed to have. Um, and, and that happens because we've domesticated ourselves. Now, there's no solid education around why we're using things like um, the strollers or the um, bouncers, uh, but it's there because it's it makes the parents' life easier, easier basically. Because yeah. 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 you don't want to be standing there and helping the child learn how to walk and whatever. You're like, just get into that walker this and is just it. So yeah, do your th thing. That changes, um, again, the, the aspect of how their future life is going to be. Um, but in terms of kind of um, covering those three topics, we talked about things like the do-it-yourself biology. Mm. Um, and, and we won't go into great depth about that. But that's more to do with people that are doing biological tests and life, you know, life science studies in makeshift labs. You know, um, you know, they're looking at things on the internet. You're looking at how can I enhance myself? Like, f forget what all this research has said. I know it's different for me. What can I do? What they're can experimenting. I make yeah. yeah. They're just going for it. And, that, and that's now become a big kind of um, a, a kind of a, a big community of, of types of biohackers. You know, I want to get stuck in. I'm, I'm tired of waiting uh, for the help that I might need. I want to get stuck in. I want to see if I can find an answer. Why not? Um, let me get stuck in. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, this would be very tailored, obviously, because it's not a scientific um, kind of experiment or, you know, in a controlled environment no. with a whole bunch of participants. Very unconventional. Um, it would just be something that would be specific to that person. And then they might kind of uh, tell others about it, thinking, I've found the answer. Yep. But there's so many biohacks, we were talking about this off air, that you can actually do right yeah. now that are so much simpler than all of this yeah, kind of stuff. Simple as cutting out sugar. <laughs> this is actually a, back on something, yeah. Yeah, a recommended biohack just to cut out on sugar. Why is that so important? Well, sugar basically is the, one of the main reasons why we gain paired together with an, an inactive lifestyle. And um, if you cut back on that, that solves half of the problem. Uh, it has so many different effects on the body that it's just um, sometimes it's easier to, to cut back on it. At least reduce a lot <laughs> if you're eating um, as much. If you have a huge sweet tooth like yeah. Viv and I do. Um, mm. But you were saying about the, the effects that it actually has on the skin, for example, oh, yeah, and aging. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, it can age the skin. So basically, it, it it makes the skin kind of like candy floss and it dehydrates it and it gives it the appearance of like wrinkles and sagging as well. So if you find that you are eating a lot of sugar and your skin's looking a little bit grey or especially like around your stomach area where um, you have a little bit of wrinkling as well along your lower belly, it could be because you're having too much sugar. So you might want to cut back with that, um, increase your water intake and then see how the appearances of your skin. So yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just to just to add to that, in terms of um, the dehydration from having a lot of sugar, one of the reasons is because carbohydrates pulls in a lot of water anyway. So it mm. pulls and draws water into your cells. You need to make sure that you're you're staying hydrated. And and we're told, you know, if if you're going to be having things like high high carb diets or high carbohydrates, you need to be drinking a lot more water. Mm. Um. So yeah, for it sure. Can also, mm. sorry, um, uh, affect the collagen uh, that you have in your skin. So yeah. And that's what keeps your skin gorgeous and plump. Yes, yes. So how does it affect the collagen? Does it, you know, reduce the amount of collagen or? I'm not too sure um, exactly how it does it, but uh, I think it, it kind of... Um, mm. There's more of a limit on the production of, of, of how your, how your body produced, releases. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, how your body um, like yeah, releases. 
sorry, how your body releases certain um, chemicals. So in terms of that, we talk about sugar being the bad guy here. It's not that it's a bad guy. Firstly, it's important to note there's so many different types of sugars. You're getting sugar from fruit. You're getting sugar from um, anything like carbohydrates, vegetables. There's different types of sugars. You need it for energy, energy production and energy release. The biggest problem is you're getting too much energy and that energy is not being released and it's affecting um, your total hormonal profile as to what your body should be doing. So um, that again would be a simple biohack. And this is why we mentioned earlier on, biohacking is not necessarily new. It's just the concept around what we're talking about uh, and the terminology being a new, uh, new thing. We're gonna be talking about breathing next and why that is so important. We all breathe. We think we're doing it right. But actually, uh, there's a much, much better and more effective way to breathe. That's next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. So how are you breathing right now? You're probably just um, not even thinking about it. You're just kind of... Uh, taking in and out breaths and, and you know, not noticing it really. Um, but actually, apparently we're all breathing wrong. This is a, one of the biohacks that is being recommended. Taking advantage of breath. Mike, what do we mean by that? How, how are we supposed to be breathing properly to enhance how we perform physically every day? If, if, if I was to um, link this directly to exercise, we would always usually say to someone, breathe in as you're about to um, do the exercise, as you're about to do the easier part of the exercise and breathe out as you exert force. Um, so in terms of breathing, you don't want to try and exert force and breathe in at the same time. It will have, um, it'll have a different kind of effect on you. So breathing, I'll be breathing in, um, properly. A lot of us aren't. There's the whole aspect of breathing in and sucking your stomach in at the same time which um, is deemed to be incorrect. You're supposed to breathe in. Diaphragmic breathing. That's it, breathing. diaphragm goes up. Um, oh, that's what it's called, diaphragmic uh, yeah, breathing. Yeah. So breathe in, expand the lungs, expand even around the stomach area, and then breathe out. Don't try and suck it in and breathe in. You won't get enough uh, oxygen, which we need for almost every chemical process you can think of in the body. Just doing it now. <laughs> I'm feeling good as we speak. No, it's true. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we generally do it and... Um, if, if we watch our breathing, a lot of times, especially when you're in a... It, it changes your state completely, and yeah. I guess that's the point. Um, when you're in a stressed kind of a state, you're breathing sh fast, shallow breaths, which, you know, uh, can do more harm than good, which is why I guess we should be um, controlling and thinking about how we actually take in breath and release breath mm. and when... And, uh, and how to do it, right? Yes, yes, for sure. Again, I, I, I love using um, childhood as an example because it's like the most innocent time. You're, 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 you're in an optimal state of health when you're angry. And this used to happen to me a lot. I used to be a, kind of an angry kid. I don't know why, but I used to be an angry kid. You know, I'll be told, okay, count to 10, but you have to breathe deep, like 10 deep breaths. And by the end of it, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm calmer. I, I'm up here, I might want to be angry, but I can't do anything about it. I'm physically calmer. Um, you're now one of the most chill people I know. Definitely very chill. <laughs> very, very chill. So it worked for it you, worked. clearly. And sure. that's and that's the thing as well, to make it a practice. Yes. That's something that we go to time after time, right, Viv? Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, personally, I do it a lot. Um, even after exercise, 
and I've exerted myself and I've got my heart rate up. Just the breathing helps to settle you down, but then also it helps to just relax your whole body. And that's why it's great to do the your exercise. And then you have stretching and kind of like a yogury style um cool down after almost a meditation type of thing yeah yeah it's exactly. precisely meditation really focuses on the controlling of your breathing yeah so yeah. important this is uh, one of the things going outside exposing yourself to sunlight this sounds ridiculous um but i guess in a place like you know that we live in in the middle east where it's so hot it can mm. get so hot in the uae we need to go outside i've almost forgotten mm-hmm. how beautiful it is to go outside and just to be in the sun and to feel the wind to go out into the desert. I went in 2019, I've been here almost eight years now, the first time I went to the desert. And that was incredible, you know, just it getting is. outside. It is really nice. Um, what I, I like to do as well is just to go for evening walks. And um, it's just a, it's just really nice. And on your mental health as well, you, you have time, you're just walking and you can think about things or choose not to and just take in your environment and you literally just breathe well try not to walk on the road <laughs> maybe go to the park <laughs> or you know not too secluded of an area but somewhere where you can actually take in a few deep breaths maybe look up at the sky and um yeah just enjoy somewhere close to water somewhere close to green yeah and, and like you said even about getting the sunlight in you do notice and this happens a lot research shows that in places that are consistently hot that have sun a lot of the time there's also a vitamin d deficiency mm. um and this is something that they try to combat by saying go outside vitamin d is one of those um vitamins that are very important for our muscles but also very important for our uh, mental state important for our, our happiness so they call it i think they call it the happiness um vitamin yes. one of them so and, and there is something, I can't remember what the acronym stands for. Um, people in countries like my hometown, London, uh, where it gets cold and you don't see the sun a lot, are sad. S-A-D. It's true. But in capitals. Um, I have to find the acronym, I can't remember off the top of my head. But to combat that, combat that you would go outside um, into the sunlight. Yeah. So, um, And it, it instantly uplifts you. Ah, that's it. Seasonal affective disorder. Yes. Mm. Um and it's true. This is why when, you know, when that summertime comes, oh my gosh, I'm telling you now, everybody back home, everybody's Everyone happy. happy yeah. Everyone's your best friend. Of course. Oh my you know? gosh. I can imagine. I, I hear about that a lot. I'm from Australia, so we have, we don't have that problem. We just have great weather <laughs> and everybody's always outside. Everyone's happy. <laughs> it's just awesome. Uh, so yes, um, that is a huge one. These are simple things, but actually they have such a huge impact yes. on how we feel and our health. Yes, for sure. And we're coming to the end of the show. So it is now time for your most amazing. We have to make a little sweeper for this. But your amazing fact of the week, Mr. Mike Addo. Yes. Let me just find where I put that fact. Give me two yeah. seconds. First. <laughs> I had it. I've got a bunch of them. Where yeah. Did I, where did I put that fact? Sorry, guys. So meditation, as we were talking about. And um, you know what? I think each of us should kind of commit to something and kind of maybe come back next week and just yes. kind of go. This is the change that I made. Um, For me, it will be breathing. I think that's going to be mine and going outside um, and changing that and making sure it's being about me being mindful of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I usually try to, with some clients at the end of session, do a one minute meditation. And the reason I say one minute meditation is one minute seems like a very short period of time until you're quiet and really trying to block everything out. And then it feels like the longest uh, period of time. So one minute meditations i'm going to try and do a bit more of my nice. one minute meditations nice viv um, um for me i'm gonna try and sleep for longer <laughs> and that's hello. serious hack here and that's also 
Make yeah. sure that it's um, basically pitch black. So it's total darkness so I can get the best and most effective sleep You possible. have to. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. The other night I had um, just like my door was open and then the doorway the, the doorway light was, was on. It's very faint, but it makes a massive difference. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. But yeah, so and music. Music's a great one as well as a biohack too. Yes. So let's get to your fact of the week, Mr. Muscle. Right, fact of the week. Now, and this one, oh, I love this one. Um, if all our muscles could pull in one direction, it would create a force of around two, 25 tons. If um, all our muscles, say it again, because so we have to process it. all our muscles <laughs> could pull in one direction at the same time, uh, it would create a force of around 25 tons. That's incredible. And, and, and when I say that, imagine your muscles moving in one direction. You would be able to flip over a helicopter very easily. Put it, put it that way. No way. That is unbelievable. When you put it like that, and I can visualize it, that is amazing. So, and that is why we love to end the show with your amazing fact of the week, <laughs> Mr. Muscle. That is brilliant. So a bit of inspiration from the biohacking and uh, fact of the week. Mike and Viv, always super fun. Thank you. And all of that is going to be on our podcast for Life Beats on SoundCloud and, and iTunes. And now you guys have your own playlist. Yes. So guys, we are going to be sending you the link. You can find all the information and listen to everything healthy and then make sure to tell us um, how you feel. It's really cool. Super, super fun shows. Thank you so much. We're going to be back with you again tomorrow from 10 a.m. right here on Life Beats on Pulse95. See you then. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.